Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, we're going to be previewing all of our NFL games here in week 15 of the 2022 NFL season. We had a crazy week 14, you know, in which we almost saw one of the craziest upsets of the season with the Texans and Cowboys. We saw Jalen Hurts continue his MVP case as the Eagles absolutely rolled over the Giants. But this week, we have some pretty entertaining matchups going on, and we also have our first triple header on Saturday, so our first real slate of games on Saturday, which includes some pretty big matchups. So before we do start talking about all of these games, please make sure, guys, that you do like, comment, share, rate. Just do whatever you can to make sure that we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast to everybody. That includes your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your cousins, whoever. Make sure you let them know so, they, they, so that they can also stay up to date with anything college football and NFL related. And, you know, guys, you know some of the big-time games that we do have this week are some real big playoff standing games, right? And on Saturday, we have one of the bigger ones of the weekend, which is between the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills, a big-time AFC East matchup, which is also projected to be a you know, heavy snowfall type of game too. So we might finally get our snow game, which we got kind of robbed out of with the Browns and Buffalo Bills, you know, a few weeks ago. And then also on Thursday Night Football, we have a big-time NFC West matchup between the 49ers and Seahawks to kick us off on Thursday night. So anyway, guys, I don't want to waste any more of y'all's time. I don't want to waste my time either. So let's get right into today's episode. And, you know, like we just talked about a second ago, we're going to kick it off on Thursday Night Football up in Seattle at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on Amazon Prime as we have the San Francisco 49ers now led by their new quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, who shined last week against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, taking on Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks up in Seattle. Now, if we're looking at a few weeks back, I probably would say this game would be a lot closer, you know, a lot closer, also including the fact it's playing up in Seattle too, so you kind of have to factor that in. But we saw what happened last weekend. The Carolina Panthers, led by Sam Darnold, they walked into Seattle and were able to get the upset over the Seattle Seahawks, whose defense continues to be one of the biggest things that has hurt them this year. You know what I'm saying? Offensively, it wasn't a great day. They didn't have Kenneth Walker, Geno Smith. It started to get himself into some interception issues. So just overall was not a great day, but the defense has really hobbled the Seattle Seahawks team. And now they're going up against one of the hottest teams right now in the NFL in the San Francisco 49ers, whose defense just so happens to be the number one defense in all of the NFL. They contained Tom Brady to only seven points last week. So definitely a team that you're not going to want to be facing. And for a game that is, has huge implications in the NFC for who's going to be able to slide into the wild card spot, this is a must-win for Seattle. So I think you got to factor that in as well as Seattle knows what they're playing for. But when the run game for the Seahawks has not been 100%, that kind of eliminates any hope of their offense really doing anything big like we got used to seeing towards the beginning of the season. And considering the fact of how, of how hot the 49ers are, you know, you've got Brock Purdy who's, who looked really good. I mean, you could say he, he played equally, if not better, than what Jimmy Garoppolo would have given you. Christian McCaffrey continues to do Christian McCaffrey things. Debo Samuel, thankfully, did not tear his ACL. So it's only a knee, it's a knee injury. We don't know how long he'll be out for, but he will return at some point. So at least they will be getting a weapon back in Debo Samuel. But you still have George Kittle. You still have Brandon Ayuk. And I think in this Thursday night matchup, as much as I like the Seahawks, I just think the 49ers right now, they're too hot. Their defense is playing too darn well. And with Geno Smith having a ton of issues here recently these past few weeks with throwing interceptions, 
I think this is a game that the 49ers pretty much should have. So give me the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night football to beat Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks as we now have kicked off week four or week 15, almost said week 14, week 15 of the 2022 NFL season. So now, guys, that's it for Thursday, but we're going to, you know, not go to Sunday. You know, normally it's our big slate of games, which it still is. But we finally have our first Saturday of NFL football this year. So we're going to go over to Saturday's slate of games, which we have three pretty, pretty, in my opinion, entertaining games. And to kick it all off on Saturday at 12 p.m. Central Time on NFL Network, our noon game, we're going to have the Indianapolis Colts traveling up to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Now, for Minnesota, they lost a game in Detroit, which... I mean, right now, I think the Lions are one of those teams that you really just do not want to face because how well their offense has been playing. Jared Goff looked really good. Um, the defense of the Lions, despite not playing amazing by any means, right? You know, Justin Jefferson still had 223 receiving yards last week up there in Detroit. So he's still an, a major threat. But we saw how bad the Vikings defense looked, especially against the pass, because DJ Chark, Jamison Williams, who got his first, you know, touchdown as an NFL uh, player. Just overall, the, the Colts, not the Colts, the Lions really exposed the Vikings' pass defense, and now they're going up against a team which, as we all know, cannot really throw the football that effectively either. You know, they're going to run the football a ton, which I think is going to help this Minnesota Vikings team a little bit. So, you know, in this first matchup here on Saturday, I'm going to have to go with the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're going to bounce back. They're still sitting at 10-3, and one of the top teams in the NFC right behind the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think they will bounce back this week, especially going up against an Indianapolis Colts team, which is just at the point right now. They're waiting to get to 2023. So I think the Vikings will take advantage of this team. So give me the Minnesota Vikings over the Indianapolis Colts. Now, y'all, for our next game, we're going to go a little bit later. So at 3.30 p.m. Central Time on NFL Network, we have the Baltimore Ravens taking on their rival, the Cleveland Browns, in an AFC North matchup. Now, for the Baltimore Ravens, they're finding themselves in some quarterback issues right now, right? Lamar Jackson will not play this week. Tyler Huntley, who's still dealing with a concussion issue, likely will not play this week. So they're now down to their third-string quarterback, Anthony Brown, who, when he came in, didn't look horrible, didn't look great either. So they're going to ha have to heavily rely on J.K. Dobbins to really get this offense going. Uh, the defense played phenomenal against the Pittsburgh Steelers, forcing three interceptions, one of those coming from Roquan Smith, who is still playing at an all-pro level despite being traded by the Chicago Bears. And then for the Cleveland Browns, you know, on the road last week, you know, against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, offensively just really could not ever get anything going. You know, you can tell Deshaun Watson is still a very rusty, I Probably will bet you money that the rest of this year will likely result in him just kind of getting acclimated again, so to speak. And, you know, in this game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns, you know, as much as my gut wants me to go with the Cleveland Browns because, I, you know, with the Ravens, their offense is going to be horrendous, right? You know, they don't have their starting quarterback. They don't even have their backup quarterback for that matter. So... <clears throat> In this game, I really think the Ravens' defense is going to have to step up tremendously if they're going to want to be able to beat the Browns. But I think the Browns, you know, they're going to be able to pull out the first win under under Deshaun Watson as their starting quarterback. So in this game between the Browns and Ravens in our uh, middle-of-the-day slate game, give me the Cleveland Browns over the Baltimore Ravens. Now, y'all, for our final game that we have here on Saturday in prime time on NFL Network at 7.15 p.m. Central Time, we have Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins traveling to Orchard Park to take on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. 
Now, something that a lot of people did not know about last Sunday night's game between the Dolphins and the Chargers is that the Miami Dolphins, they brought over heaters for their benches, you know, to go play in SoCal at SoFi Stadium. So, obviously, they're not big fans of cold weather. And to make matters worse, the forecast for this game up in New York is projected to be a snowy, snowy game. So, for the Miami Dolphins, who looked really rough on offense against the um, the Los Angeles Chargers, Tua Tagovailoa only had 10 completions on the day. Really, just, he kind of, he went back to being the shell of himself. You know, not the same guy, not the same Tua that we got used to seeing at the beginning of the year. The defense didn't play horrible by any means. They allowed Mike Williams and Justin Herbert to have a field day, but they were not horrendously bad. But now you're going up against a way better passing duo in Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, who despite not even being on their A game last week against the New York Jets, they still managed to get out a win at home. And I think once again, it's going to be the same type of case in this game. I think Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills may not be able to have the same statistical success that they've had a lot this season, but I think they'll be able to pull out a win at home, especially in the snowy conditions, which they're more used to than the Miami Dolphins. So in this game between the Dolphins and Bills, Give me the Buffalo Bills over the Miami Dolphins. Now, y'all, that'll wrap up our Thursday slate of games and our Saturday slate of games. So now, as you all know, we're going to head down to Sunday, which is obviously going to be our main day of games. And to kick it all off at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox and our noon slate, we have the Dallas Cowboys going down to Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this game got a lot more interesting, right? If you looked a week ago, you know, after what the Cowboys were able to do against the Indianapolis Colts on Monday Night Football and, you know, how the Jaguars looked against the Detroit Lions up in Detroit, you would have said easily this is going to be a Cowboys win, right? Like, no doubt whatsoever this will be a Cowboys win. But this past week, things did get really interesting. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they went on the road up in Tennessee and were able to absolutely dominate offensively against that Titans defense. Uh, Trevor Lawrence really looked like the Trevor Lawrence that deserved to be picked first overall. Had three passing touchdowns on the day. Evan Ingram looked really good. Zay Jones had an incredible touchdown catch. You know, the offense is starting to really click for the Jaguars, and they're doing it at the right time as well because in this game, they can play spoiler to the Dallas Cowboys who are in hopes of somehow getting back up to the Philadelphia Eagles. But in this game between the Cowboys and Jaguars, despite the offense struggling a little bit with Dak Prescott throwing two what could have been really costly interceptions, one of them being down in their own end zone that could have resulted in the tight and the Texans securing the win last week. So in this game between the Jaguars and Cowboys, I think if the defense for the Cowboys steps up and will probably have to carry them in this game against the Jaguars, give me the Dallas Cowboys. As much as I want Jacksonville to win because I think it'd be cool seeing the underdog to win, I just know deep down that I think the Cowboys are going to get things things sorted out they're probably going to run the football a lot more get Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott going so in this game give me the Dallas Cowboys over the Jacksonville Jaguars now y'all for our next noon game that we have we're still going to be in the NFC East but we're going to go over a little bit north and a little bit west as at 12 p.m central time on Fox we have the Philadelphia Eagles who are absolutely on fire right now I mean what they did against New York last week was just absurd 48 points Jalen Hurts right now easily is the front runner to win the MVP. Miles Sanders, who already has over a thousand rushing yards on the season, AJ Brown already has over a thousand receiving yards on the season, and I think Devontae Smith is very much close to getting that 1,000-yard mark. So this offense is now going up against one of the worst defenses in the NFL against the Chicago Bears. So yeah, I don't think this game is going to be pretty one bit. Philadelphia, they're 
favored by nine points in this game. If I was a better, I would definitely take the over in this game. Or not the over. I would definitely take the spread in this game, minus nine for the Eagles, because I think Jalen Hurts, they are just going to have a field day against the Chicago Bear team. You know, the Bears are just majorly banged up, don't have Darnell Mooney on offense, probably won't have Justin Fields on offense. So in this game, I think it's just going to be outright Philadelphia. I think they're going to control it from the start to finish. I think the defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles is really going to be able to set the tone early on, not allowing anything getting you know going for in the run game for the Eagles, or not, not the Eagles for the Bears. So in this game, give me Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles over the Chicago Bears. Now, y'all, for our next noon game that we have, we have a few more noon games at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox. We have Desmond Ritter now. He's now replacing Marcus Mariota as the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, taking on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans at Caesar Superdome. Now, this one's a kind of a you know a tale of will the Saints be able to hold on to a lead and finish out the game? And then for the Falcons, it's kind of the same situation. Will they be able to hold on to a lead and finish out the game? Um, as much as the Saints, I really want to go with Andy Dalton has not been finally bad this year has 15 passing touchdowns on the year also the Saints they have a guy who's probably front runner right now for offensive rookie of the year in Chris Olave the Falcons for some reason always play spoiler in games like this and I think this might be one of those cases but there's not really a lot to spoil because the NFC South is just one of the is easily the worst division right now in all of football and you know for the Saints this is a game that they need to win in order to still be able to to contend in the NFC South to somehow maybe get a wild card spot and then for the Atlanta Falcons you know they're still in the mix of it you know the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing last week on the road in San Francisco really helped them be able to still be in you know the case to potentially get there so in this game between the Saints and Falcons as much as I want to go with the Falcons, I think the Saints, for some reason, I just I don't know. I have a gut feeling that they're going to be able to bounce back and they're going to be able to get a win this week. So give me the New Orleans Saints over the Atlanta Falcons. Now, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Detroit Lions who are absolutely surging right now. Jared Goff is playing arguably some of his best football he's played his entire career. A lot of that's behind Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, Jamison Williams is back now. You know, this team is really surging. Defense needs to step up a little bit, but the offense has been absolutely phenomenal. Now they're going on the road against the New York Jets, whose quarterback Mike White absolutely just got abused last week on the road in New York. You know, would leave the game two times, would come back two times. I mean, he's absolutely the definition of, you know, steal Mike or whatever nickname you want to give him I mean he was absolutely tough but I doubt they're going to want to play him in this game because he has bruised ribs broken ribs something is wrong with his ribs so likely will not play in this game so now they're going to be down to Joe Flacco nothing against old Joe he did win a Super Bowl for the Ravens back in 2012 but this is not 2012 this is 10 years later and you know the Detroit Lions I think they're going to continue their hot spree finally get to 500 on the year and are really going to be approaching a wild card spot and I think right now they're going to continue that success against the New York Jets so give me the Detroit Lions over the Jets in this matchup now y'all for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS 
we have the Pittsburgh Steelers who will likely not have Kenny Pickett due to him suffering a concussion last week against the Baltimore Ravens. So now they're going to have Mitchell Trubisky who looked horrendous against the Ravens last week throwing three interceptions. They're going on the road to, in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina to take on Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers who like the Atlanta Falcons, I like the New Orleans Saints, are still trying to get to first in the NFC South to clinch a playoff spot. And really right now the way they're playing could easily get into that position. Sam Darnold right now this season is 2-0 and a starting quarterback. Looked really good against the Denver Broncos a few weeks ago. Looked pretty solid against the uh, Seattle Seahawks last week. He's going to be able to look to con con continue to do that against this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Now the defense he's going up in this game is a little bit more tough, right? They've got TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, not going to be as easy of a game compared to the past two weeks. But I still think that the Panthers are going to be able to continue their success, especially with how bad the Steelers' offense has been. And now that they don't even have Kenny Pickett, who had really helped them finally get on that little win streak they had going, I think in this game it's kind of a no-brainer because the Panthers' defense has been stepping up pretty darn well. J.C. Horn, the first-round pick in last year's draft for the Panthers, has looked really good. Obviously, the defensive line with guys like Brian Burns, Derek Brown, has been absolutely outstanding this year. So give me the Carolina Panthers over the Pittsburgh Steelers in this matchup. Now, y'all, for our final game that we have for our noon slate at 12 p.m. Central Time in CBS, and a game that I think is just going to be an absolute, just, <laughs> just a doozy of a game, we have Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs going on the road down in Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Now, for the Texans, they almost played spoiler to the Cowboys last week, right? Went up in, to, up to Arlington, Texas, almost upset the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium. You know, were able to really give Dak Prescott a ton of troubles, forcing two interceptions off of him. The offense also did not look that bad whatsoever. Moore had a really good game. Damian Pierce was still running the football better than ever. But their biggest problem continues to be quarterback play, right? The Texans... You know, thought Davis Mills was going to be the guy after they traded Deshaun Watson. They said, you know what, we'll go forward with Davis Mills. That has not really been the case. So right now the Texans are just looking to get themselves in prime position for a draft pick, likely to take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, one of the top quarterbacks in this year's upcoming NFL draft. And then for the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, you jump out to a 27-0 lead against the Denver Broncos last week on the road. Um, quickly, Denver shuts that down, gets the game back to almost, I think it was like a touchdown touchdown difference. You know, luckily enough, despite all the mistakes, excuse me, despite all the mistakes that Patrick Mahomes did make, you know, he threw three interceptions on the day, you know, had that one incredible underhand pass. Don't, don't get me wrong, that was a really good pass, but after that point, he threw three interceptions, two of them being to Josie Jewell, and then one being to the Pro Bowl cornerback for the Broncos and Patrick Sertan. So he's, so he's been dealing with some, you know, turnover issues as well, but I think in this game, they're going to absolutely want to get back on track, and this is a Definitely one of the better weeks if they're wanting to do that going up against this Houston Texans team, which I think is just going to have a lot of fits in this game going up against the wide receiver core of the Kansas City Chiefs. So in this game between the Chiefs and Texans, I think it's a no-brainer. I'm going to have to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, y'all, let's kick off our late slate of games. And at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have the Arizona Cardinals who will not have Kyler Murray likely for the rest of the year as he suffered a knee injury against the Patriots on Monday Night Football going on the road in Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. Now, for Denver, despite being 3-10, they showed a lot of a lot of promise last week. A lot of the offense that we thought we would have seen from week one, Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy were connecting absolutely fantastically. Jerry Judy had three pass three uh, three receiving receiving touchdowns on the day, but you know for 
the Denver Broncos, the running back room continues to be absolutely banged up. You lost Javante Williams for the rest of the year, the torn ACL. You cut Melvin Gordon. Mike Boone left last week's game on a cart. So they're very slim in terms of running back room. Now, Marlon Mack looked really good uh, last week against the Chiefs, and now you're going up against the Arizona Cardinals defense, which allowed Mac Jones to look phenomenal despite him making some costly mistakes in that game as well. So in this game between the Broncos and Cardinals, now hopefully Russell Wilson will be able to play. If not, <clears throat> this game is going to be a little bit more close than a lot of people would think. You know, especially if Brett Ripien is going to be playing because we saw that horrible pass he had where he just chunked it up pretty much and it got intercepted by the Chiefs. So in this game between the Broncos and Cardinals, a game that I think is going to be, you know, one of those games that's not necessarily the best game, but it's one of those games that you love to watch because of how bad it's going to be. I'm going to have to go with the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to finally get back in the win column. You know, obviously, already both these teams are already eliminated out of playoff contention, so there's not a lot to play for, I mean, outside of draft position. And well, for the Broncos... <clears throat> The biggest thing for them is they don't get their first-round pick this year. They traded that, you know, to the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for Russell Wilson. So they're they're going to want to win this game. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to give Seattle an even better draft pick to get their future, you know, quarterback or whatever. So in this game between the Broncos and Cardinals, and obviously the Cardinals, they're going to want to get a better pick. So it kind of evens itself out. I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. So give me the Broncos over the Arizona Cardinals in this matchup. Now, y'all, in our next game that we're going to have, we're going to stay out west, but at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we're going to have the New England Patriots who are coming off a really good Monday night football win against the Arizona Cardinals in which we saw their defense for six sacks on the Arizona Cardinals. Josh Uche looked really good, had three sacks of his own. Matthew Judon continues to be arguably one of the front runners for defensive player of the year. Got a, a sack and a half as well last week. Now they're going up against a Las Vegas Raiders team, which choked once again against the uh, against the Rams on Thursday Night Football. They allowed Baker Mayfield to throw the football all over them. Baker Mayfield looked like Oklahoma Baker Mayfield in that game. And, you know, for the Patriots, biggest thing is consistency, right? They're still in the thick of a playoff spot. You know, they're at 7-6, and six, which I think a lot of people tend to forget. So in this game between the Raiders and the Patriots, as much as I, you know, always keep giving the Raiders the benefit of the doubt, right, you know, because they got Devontae Adams, they got Josh Jacobs, who both of those guys are having great seasons, right? Josh Jacobs has 1,400 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns on the season. Devontae Adams has 1,200 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns on the year. But the quarterback play has always been very inconsistent. The defense, which has a really good front four, you know, you got Chandler Jones, you've got Max Crosby, but the secondary has been very suspect this year. Now they're going up against a New England Patriots team, which was absolutely on fire last week. So give me the New England Patriots over the Las Vegas Raiders. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders pull out one, but I think once again they'll pull out to an early lead and then somehow let the Patriots get back into that game. Now, y'all, for our next game at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans going on the road, going out west to SoFi Stadium to take on Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. And we finally saw a healthy Chargers offense and what they were able to do. And we saw them do that against a really good Miami Dolphins team. Justin Herbert and Mike Williams, their connection is one of the best right now in the NFL. You can argue with a brick wall. Uh, you know, I like what Mike Williams is able to do, just the, the length he gives you. And then also Justin Herbert, he really stepped up, you know, not having a lot of time in the pocket, was able to throw the football pretty darn well on the run, was connecting really well, made some really good, you know, like laser throws to Keenan Allen, one of which him and uh, 
him and Justin Herbert just pointed at each other like, yeah, that was, that was one heck of a pass. So um, in this game, you know, the Tennessee Titans are rough showing, and I mean a rough showing against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week, which we saw Trevor Lawrence throw the football all over their secondary, and now they're going up against another really good throwing team in the Los Angeles Chargers. Derrick Henry, who still is has always been historically good against the Jacksonville Jaguars, had over 119 rushing yards, but also had two fumbles on the day. So in this game between the Titans and Chargers, as much as I want to say you know, the Titans are going to bounce back, I think the Chargers, now that they're finally a little bit more healthy, I think they're going to continue their little win streak they got going right now. So give me the Los Angeles Chargers over the Tennessee Titans. Now, y'all, for our next game, and a game, you know, when you looked at preseason, was supposed to be a pretty good game, but now might be a very one-sided game at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS. We have Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, who are coming off a eh, game against the Cleveland Browns last week. You know, didn't do anything flashy or crazy. Jamar Chase had a really good game, 100-plus receiving yards, but now they're going on the road, going down south to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which just was horrendous on offense last week. Tom Brady was missing so many throws, obviously one of the more notable ones being the one that he could have connected with Mike Evans in the end zone, but ultimately threw it at his feet, allowing Mike Evans not to even have a chance at catching that for a touchdown. You know, only putting up seven points on the day. The run game never really got going. Now they're going... <clears throat> oh my lord, I'm sorry guys, I'm dealing with a lot of allergy stuff. But, um, you know, for the Buccaneers, they're now going up against another pretty solid defense in the Cincinnati Bengals, who may not have all the star names, right, but they have a really good safety in Jesse Bates. They also got Daxton Hill, their first-round pick out of Michigan, who's done really good this year. Um, the defensive line has played really well. Guys like Trey Hendrick Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard. You know, I think they're going to give this offensive line of the Buccaneers a ton of issues in this game. I think Tom Brady's struggles are going to continue. So in this game between the Bengals and Buccaneers, I've got to go with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. So give me the Bengals over the Buccaneers as we now wrap up our middle-of-the-day slate of games. Now, y'all, we only have two more games left here in Week 15, one being Sunday Night Football and the other one being Monday Night Football in Lambeau. But before we get to Monday Night Football, let's talk about our final game of Sunday at 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC uh, in Sunday night football, we have a big-time NFC East matchup. You know, one that has a lot of playoff implications. You know, both of these teams are currently tied right now for third in the NFC East as we have the New York Giants going to Landover, Maryland to take on the Washington Commanders. Now, Washington, they're coming off of a bye week. The Giants, who looked really rough last week against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. And I think we all need to remember, too, the Commanders were on the road on Sunday night football and beat the Eagles, giving them their only loss of the season so far. So there's something to kind of remember a little bit too as well. Um, the offense of the Commanders has looked really good under Taylor Heineke. Obviously, Terry, Terry McLaurin is very close to getting 1,000 receiving yards on the year. He's currently at 945. Um, you know, for the Commanders, the biggest thing is is continuing to stop the run of the New York Giants because when the Giants, you know, when Saquon Barkley is held to under 50 rushing yards in a game, they normally lose that game, right? We saw it last week against the Eagles. Saquon had under 30. Daniel Jones also didn't look that great either. The defense was getting thrown all over by Jalen Hurts, and I think it's going to be another similar case to that because Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, you know, just all just the amazing depth that the commanders have, especially on offense. And I know quarterbacks one of their biggest issues, but their offensive line has stepped up pretty darn well too this year. You know, not having any of the big time names. You know, they went out and got Andrew Norwell from the Jacksonville Jaguars in free agency. So in this game between the Giants and Commanders on Sunday Night Football, 
I'm going to say the Commanders are going to continue their hot spree, you know, with having Taylor Heineke as their starting quarterback. So give me the Commanders over the New York Giants. Now, guys, that'll wrap up Sunday. And we have one more game like we just talked about on Monday Night Football at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. Plus. A game that preseason, kind of similar to the Bengals and uh, Bucks game, you would have been like, wow, this is going to be one of the better games of the year. And now it's turned into a game of, oh, okay. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Rams, who are going to be led by Baker Mayfield, going to Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Now, this game is very interesting because the Packers, they're favored by seven. You know, minus seven right now currently in the spread. Um, Packers, luckily enough, they had themselves a bye week, so they're getting they're out. They're gonna have, they have one week of rest, so that's something good too for that team, especially especially on the offensive line. And you know, for the Rams, they're carrying a lot of momentum going into this game. They ran the football well. They threw the football really well. Um, the defense stepped up, you know, immensely against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Bobby Wagner was absolutely phenomenal. Jalen Ramsey still struggled a little bit with Devontae Adams. You know, still, I think Jalen Ramsey, despite having one of his worst seasons so far as a pro, is still a really good cornerback. We all know that. Um, but in this game between the Packers and Rams, oh, man, it's it's one of those games where I'm really, you know, twisting on who I want to go with because I like what I saw out of Baker Mayfield and the Rams, but it took them until the last drive to do that. And now that they're going on the road up to a really cold Lambeau Field in prime time. Normally, this is where Aaron Rodgers and the Packers majorly succeed. I mean, Christian Watkins has been really good. Their second-round pick out of South Dakota State. I mean, he's had he's had eight touchdowns over the past, I think, three or four games. So he's been really good despite having a lot of early season struggles. The defense, which is still really banged up, has still semi-decent. So in this game between the Packers and Rams, I'm going to go with the Packers. Now, do I think they're going to cover the spread of minus seven? Probably not. I think this will be a really low-scoring, close game. So if you are a score type of guy, definitely pick the under in this game. But in this game between the Packers and Rams on Monday Night Football, I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm going to pick the Packers. So that, guys, will wrap up Week 15. we got a lot of games. No teams have a bye week, so we have 16 games in here in Week 15. we got, obviously, three games on Saturday, which is always nice because this is bowl season for college football and we don't really have any major bowl games on Saturday, so the NFL, being the smart marketing people they are, decided, you know what, we'll put three games on Saturday for all you beautiful people. So, anyways, y'all, thank you all so much for listening to today's preview episode of Week 15 of the 2022 NFL season. If you guys like listening to these episodes and, you know, like just being able to chill out with me as we talk some college football and NFL Please make sure you stick around by liking, commenting, sharing, and rating. And also, if you're feeling a little bit generous, Anchor.fm has a monthly supporter program, which is $4.99 a month, $9.99 a month, or $0.99 a month, $0.99. Cents. It's just a basic way of kind of a monthly donation, so to speak, which just allows me financially to be able to continue to better the podcast for all of you beautiful people. So it's not required or not recommended or anything like that. Just simply, if you are feeling generous, you know, it is Christmas time. But anyways, y'all, thank y'all so much for all y'all support. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, and I will catch y'all on the next one. Peace.